Welcome back to How It's About. Uh, sorry for the delay, we've been having way too much fun here in New Zealand. This episode will be on the North Island, beautiful jungle, waterfall, hot spring filled wonderland. And uh, we're excited to tell you about it. That's right, we're going to share again um, an update on us and how we're doing. The adventure of the month, lessons learned, interviews with our locals, and the overall experience that we've had of New Zealand. As the Kiwis say, Kiora. Before I get into the update about us, I want to let you all know that you are invited to participate in our podcast by sending us a voicemail. So if you have any questions or any comments or anything that you'd like to say, we can actually include it in an episode of our podcast. If you give us a call and uh, well, text us in advance so that we don't pick up and leave a voicemail, we can then add that voicemail into our podcast. So think about that and uh, yeah, let us know. So we're doing actually really, really well now that we've been moving a little bit more quickly, um, just traveling and moving from place to place. We've really found that our hearts are starting to just really expand and be able to take in just so much of the beauty and excitement of this experience. And um, yeah, New Zealand has just been the perfect place to start uh, because there's so much to see. Yeah. So Many people might wonder, what is New Zealand like? And that has been an absolute challenge for us to try to compare New Zealand to anything we've known before. Uh, It's like Colorado and Hawaii had a baby and... It grew up in Ireland. It grew up in Ireland. (laughs) It was raised by its British aunt. Yeah. And everybody sits down for a cup of tea come evening. That's right. It's crazy. We've actually kind of like started to say, no, we can't even put it into a category. We have to tell each other... This reminds me of, wait, New Zealand. Zealand. It feels like New Zealand. Yeah. It smells like wonderful, beautiful things. Uh, Actually, often the air smells like honey, strangely enough. It really does. Yeah. Uh, Manuka honey is a very popular kind of world famous honey um, that they raise, you know, here uh, from the Manuka tree and it's, it's, uh, it's coveted. Everybody's all about it. And we actually ended up getting a big old jar of it from a farmer we stayed with. Just wonderful movement, sharing it with everybody and, um, so it tastes like honey. It smells like honey. Um, there's golden kiwis here. It's just all kinds of different things than you kind of might expect to see. Uh, kind of stepping mm-hmm. out of the stereotypes. Geodiversity. There is just an immense variety of landscapes. Uh, you, you would step from a rainforest all the way into a whole different mountainous region. It's just too much to describe. Um, it's kind of the the geographic highlights of anything we might know in the States compressed into one island or two islands. (laughs) Yeah. Two major islands. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. The people of New Zealand are amazing. We keep saying they're just the nicest people we've ever met. I came up with three words that I think describe them perfectly. And that is humble, hospitable, and hilarious. And I just, I just, I just love it. Oh, I could add a fourth hobbit. Like, (laughs) yeah, they just have tea and toast every day. It's so great. Um, but yeah, they're just they're just so down to earth, but also have just the greatest senses of humor. Um, shout out to Donna and Steve Crowther. They hosted us. They're friends of friends um, from the States, and they hosted us for the first couple days, and they introduced us to Vegemite, which is a fantastic little spread that you can put on your toast. It's really great. I'll, I'll tell you more about that later. <laughs> um, we've also had some really amazing Airbnb hosts, most of which happen to be farmers. So you've gotten to stay a lot on a lot of really quaint, beautiful very peaceful farms. Another distinctive feature of Kiwis would be that they 
as a general rule, do appear to be quite outdoorsy mm-hmm. uh, in their own right. You know, as, as just in the U.S., we have a variety of different approaches to the outdoors, so they do here. Um, but it doesn't seem to really matter what you do for work. Uh, most people kind of in the working realm or the, the labor force, you know, you can kind of distinguish them. They wear very bright safety gear, and there's a lot of safety standards here. Mm-hmm. But they don't seem to care that there's any difference between them and the people that might work downtown in the business area. It's it's really a lot more about what you do and how you value your free time and what you do with it. And so everybody seems to be much more interconnected on how they enjoy the beautiful and blessed environment they just get to get to have. And so there doesn't seem to be so much of the stratification based on income or based on what you do for work. It's a lot more unity based around how everyone's enjoying their natural environment. So that's beautiful. Totally. I would also add that I've seen that there isn't really a cool factor in New Zealand. New Zealand people and their culture is very cool, but they don't have this air of, oh, I'm so cool. Uh, For instance, one of the first nights that we were driving around, we stumbled upon this great outdoor music festival and the whole place it was just this gorgeous valley with a stage and uh, incredible music playing but the thing that just I just found it so strange everyone everyone was standing up dancing wildly and just having a great time and we're talking like this is a multi-generational group like you had kids up front doing cartwheels teenagers being you know just teenagers and then like all the way up through like elderly everyone was up and dancing which I just think is a such a beautiful and healthy healthy thing for a community so that's our quick update and um what we think of New Zealand so far and we are now going to move into the adventure of the month we had to think long and hard about what adventure we were going to tell you about because we've done so many amazing things the Tongariro crossing was absolutely incredible we got to do it on a really sunny day so we got to see mount doom for nine hours pretty much it was incredible um we've seen a lot of or swam at a lot of really amazing beaches and as much as we really love and adore the waterfalls in hawaii the ones here are just bigger and crazier so that's been fun we've soaked in a lot of hot springs the town of wellington is super cool we got to spend some time there And of course, we have to mention going to Hobbiton to see the Shire in the movie set, which was so beautiful and well done and just something we'll never forget. But this story that Justin is going to tell really takes the cake. So as some of you you might know, uh, my parents joined us for a little chunk, a couple weeks of our adventure here, which is wonderful in so many ways. Uh, For my dad especially, this was a big bucket list, lifelong goal to go to New Zealand um, and especially do some fishing. Uh, trout fishing has always been his favorite, and so to catch some big trout was a was just an, a, a lifelong goal for him. So that was part of our plans, part of our hopes and prayers was uh, that my dad would be able to catch his big trout. Um, and we weren't really sure how this would come together. Uh, one of our Airbnb hosts, originally we'd been emailing a bit, and she had mentioned her neighbor might be willing to take us out fishing, and that's kind of where the conversation stopped, and uh, we arrived. And we happened to talk to our host and said, hey, is is your neighbor still interested in taking us out fishing? And long story short, the neighbor couldn't take us out, but a very nice guy ended up uh, making a few phone calls, wouldn't give up, found a friend that was going the next day. And uh, essentially just for some gas money, he, uh, this friend of his took us out in the morning, just like he said he would. And we went out on a beautiful lake and um, 
I mean, pictures are <laughs> probably going to speak more than words, but so we could share those if, you, if you're interested. Wonderful time fishing. Um, caught some huge trout. My dad especially uh, caught, they said, the biggest they'd seen that season. It would have actually won the competition they hold annually. Uh, so a legendary, huge, beautiful trout. And what's more, when we got back to the Airbnb, the neighbor had a smoker. He cut, cleaned, and smoked them all for us, and we all got to share and enjoy that. Uh, it was so delicious. For days to come. The yeah, meat was, was pink like salmon. I mean, just yeah. really hard to describe that. I caught a couple big ones as well during that I don't that think trip. I knew that trout came in that size. Like, they, when, when they showed us the fish, I was like, oh, so you, how did you get the salmon? Like, they were huge. They were so big. Unbelievable. And, and really, the, the time spent with... Uh, these two Kiwi gentlemen that we went out with and just the conversations we enjoyed, the really just hanging out and enjoying one another's company. And uh, they ended up even cooking up some red deer, some venison for dinner while we were out there. And it was just, I, I feel some of the most connected time I, I've spent with uh, Kiwis here was with these, with these two gentlemen and mm-hmm. with my dad. And it's, a, it's definitely a mem- memory of a lifetime, catch of a lifetime. Um, and some of the tastiest fish I've ever eaten as well. Mm-hmm. So, that to me has to kind of take the cake as far as blow our mind unbelievable can't believe this actually happened adventure yeah totally and what's really cool is that night um I was with Jackie my mother-in-law and we were like okay well the guys are out what are we gonna do uh maybe go find a spa (laughs) I don't know so she and I were just kind of wandering around downtown kind of aimlessly like what what do we want to do I'm not really sure and then we just we stumbled upon the most wonderful worship service. It was so crazy. It was a Saturday night, um, but there was this little hole-in-the-wall church in the middle of downtown, and we just went upstairs to this little little room, very, very little room, where there were 30 or so Filipino people um, having a Filipino worship service. And the best part about it is that they had dancers up front teaching people how to dance uh, to a worship song, which for me was really awesome because that's kind of one of my goals is to see dance and worship um, around the world. So it was just perfect. It was so amazing. And so we we, uh, we sat through this and danced through this lovely service. And at the end, um, these wonderful people invited us to stay for dinner and just wanted to know all about us and were so kind. But we said we had to get home um, to find out what happened with our men who had come back with a pretty amazing fish story. So could it get better, this sequence of adventure? I didn't think so. Um, (laughs) But as the day wrapped up, we had so much fun getting to know these Kiwis. Uh, They said, well, why stop at this? What are you guys doing tomorrow? And we said, well, I don't know. And uh, the main guy, Dave, that had the boat said, hey, why don't we go back out in my boat? And and bring the wives. (laughs) Yeah, bring the wives, bring everybody. Um, Nine people, all said and done, ended up on uh, (laughs) this boat the next day. and we went out on a different lake, and what ensued was just a whole nother wholesome, wonderful adventure, some of which actually is a bit cryptic and we can't talk about because we've been That's sworn right. to secrecy, a couple of kind of top secret locations. Um, we were invited, um, they, there was much hes- hesitation. The Kiwi guys were like, should we take them to blankety blank, this special spot? And uh, they finally agreed amongst themselves that they could, and they took us to this really incredible thing that I'm really sorry we can't tell you what it is. It might or might not include a form of canyoneering, 
uh, through a hot river, hot springs river. To, to a, a hot waterfall. Yeah. Somewhere that you will never find unless you are unless lucky. You, unless you go chat, up, like chat up these Kiwis and <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, can tell you, we can tell you what town they live you gotta in. you got to find Mark and Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, really grateful for them bringing us on another adventure the next day. So amazing. Um, and what's more, on that on that place we went, we actually caught some Tons more of fish. trout. They, they were jumping. My mom caught trout. Lauren caught trout. Yeah. My dad caught a few on a fly rod. Just uh, it was a little bit of fishing bonanza there for a bit. Um, unbelievable icing on the cake adventure. Yep, it was pretty amazing. And now for the lessons that we've learned. The first one, just moved to New Zealand. <laughs> okay, that's. Not exactly uh, what we want to share with you, although, of course, we would love to move here. It's a really, really amazing country. But we have learned, first of all, how to drive in New Zealand. It is not easy. Well, at least it wasn't for the first couple days. We found ourselves on high alert, uh, trying to stay left and look right. Uh, We had this joke that every time that you need to turn um, and turn on your blinker, you have to first, of course, wash the windshield. And the reason for that is that the windshield um, thing is is switched with where the blinkers is. So where your your left hand would naturally turn on the blinkers, you actually end up turning on the windshield wipers. It's pretty funny. Every time we're like, oh yeah, yeah, make sure it's clean. Um, yeah, but we've we've figured out how to drive. It's the roads are super windy, so you have to drive just really fast around these crazy turns and beds. We end up driving a lot slower, but people pass us all the time. Um, but yeah, driving was initially pretty stressful, but we've got it figured out. So we've learned to drive. Another thing, uh, I definitely learned pretty quickly was that if there is a department of conservation sign and they're green and yellow, uh, highlighting a track, a trail, a waterfall, a, a natural feature, it's a 100% worth it to go see it like every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the U S you might have a Brown sign that's forest service run or a blue sign. That's typically a paid attraction. Here, they kind of level the playing field, and they keep the signs very distinct and separate. And if it's green and yellow, and it says, you know, a track or it's Department of Conservation Day sign, it's going to be really it's worthwhile. It's going to be an amazing thing to and go there's, see. There's hundreds of them, so yep. you, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. You, you have to honestly pull over and stop and check it out a lot. Uh, but if it has the word waterfall or cave or glowworm or oh something like that in <gasps> the, in the title. Yeah, glowworms are like oh being gosh. in Avatar at night. It's it's yeah. just what it is. You can't take pictures of it. Um, you just you, really you just have camera. to come here and see it. Yep, it's really cool. So the signs, the Department of Conservation did a wonderful job. Yep, uh, making these things accessible and really worthwhile. There's not a lot of misleading signage and uh, trying to pull tourists into tourist traps. They really want you to experience the beautiful things that they get to experience. Yep. Another thing, um, people are so trusting of one another and outsiders for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also a very generous people. Yeah. Uh, if, if you mention that you're needing something or looking for something, be careful because they're going to find a way to get that for you, offer right. it to you or give it to you for free. <laughs> and, uh, you really can't outgive a Kiwi. Uh, you yeah. just walk away with an ache that it's just too much. Yeah. And so many of the people we stayed with, spent time with, uh, got to enjoy an adventure with, it just hurts how giving they just, uh, you can't outgive them. They just love to see you enjoy 
um, their country and their things. It's really amazing. Yeah. We've also learned from them um, just a beautiful slow pace of life. And this is embodied by the tea and toast ritual, which I alluded to earlier. Um, everyone does tea and toast. It's kind of, I feel like, <laughs> constant throughout the day. Tea and toast. You could have it at breakfast. You could have it at the tea and toast hour, in between lunch and dinner. Or you could have it at night, right before bed. But there's, uh, most people will have this, like, tray with all these different spreads, like jelly and butter and Vegemite, which is this really, really tasty, salty, yeasty kind of spread that you put on top of the butter on top of the toast, which is very, very nice. And it just... It just makes you slow down and enjoy a good conversation with a cup of tea and some toast and um, it's just really a delightful thing that we hope to bring back. Um, yeah, so those are some lessons learned. Absolutely. The interviews that we have for you that we're about to play for you are a little bit random. The first one that you're going to hear is <laughs> from our tour guide from the Hobbiton set. He's going to tell you a little bit about that. Um, the second one is the daughter of some farmers that we stayed with. She's going to tell you what she loves about New Zealand. And then the last one is another set of farmers, a farmer and his wife, who <laughs> were a little bit shy with the microphone and... Um, had very little to say, but we got them to say a little bit about what they love. And you can hear their sweet, awesome accents. Their fantastic accents. So enjoy. All right, so here we are with David, our tour guide from the Hobbiton movie set, and he's going to answer a few questions. Hi, David. How's it going today? Yeah, good. <laughs> very good. Okay, so our first question is just in general, what is your favorite place in New Zealand to go and visit? Uh, my favourite place is the Coromandel Peninsula. So the Coromandel is basically home to some of our most beautiful beaches, um, specifically Cathedral Cove. They filmed a little bit of Narnia there. Um, Hot Water Beach is also very beautiful, as is New Chums, which is one of the top ten beaches in the world. So cool. Pretty, pretty cool spot. We visited almost all of those yesterday, and oh, it cool. was, in fact, amazing. Um, we also wanted to ask you, because he was actually a fantastic tour guide, yeah. what is his favorite fact to share about the movie-making process? Alrighty, so my favorite, my favorite fact is that Peter Jackson and the filmmakers are very family orientated and it is a hard industry to be in. So it's pretty cool that there are scenes where, for instance, Samwise has not seen his daughter for five months. She comes along and they have a big reunion, which is a surprise to everyone. Um, and we see the raw emotion come through the movies, which makes it all very special. So we have that own emotional kind of understanding with our kind of following the movie, following our own journey. It's cool to see Sam um, be reunited at home with his real life family as well, which is pretty special. Yeah, that was actually my favorite fact from the tour as well. So thank you. Yeah. And then last question is kind of impossible, but what is your favorite scene from the Lord of the Rings movies or the Hobbit movies? Good luck. <laughs> so as a kid, it was definitely the fight at Helm's Deep because oh I love a good fight battle, yep. fight scene. Yep. Um, and then probably the riddles with, uh, in the yeah with Gollum in yep. the Hobbit movies because you know I'm a bit nerdy kind of like a few riddles so I thought that was pretty cool pretty awesome that they had that in there so yeah, yeah. awesome well thank you David thank you so much yeah. we had an excellent time on the tour and yeah. you're great you're great so yeah thank you so much team let's go great that was all good all right so this is my new friend Evie and she's gonna tell us about her favorite thing about New Zealand beach the beach what do you like to do at the beach I like 
like to play in the water and play in the sand. Fantastic. That, that'll do. Okay, thanks, Evie. So, <laughs> here we are on the gorgeous, gorgeous farm out in Ruwero with Jeff and Jeanette, and they're going to tell us just a few of their favorite things about living in New Zealand. Uh, the freedom you have in New Zealand is mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. I'm just a born and bred Kiwi, so I just automatically love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty sweet spot. Yeah. 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 The farm is a beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're in the middle of, what do you say, 189 acres? 189 acres. Acres of just gorgeous rolling uh, rolling hills. And they've got how many how many head of cattle? Usually around 200. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else about New Zealand that people should know? Not really, I don't think. Nope. nope. All right. Yeah. That's perfect. Thank you. So to conclude, we love the North Island of New Zealand. This place is sunny, rolling hills, just incredible secrets to be discovered. Um, it's been a really good time just to drive around and explore God's creation. So in conclusion, whatever trip you were hoping to maybe do in the near future, just come to New Zealand. That's right. Give it a go. It's quite nice. Just give it nice. a go. It's quite nice. <laughs> good day, mate. <laughs> Very good. And we'll have another episode up soon about the South Island, which is actually where we are right now. Near the Franz Josef Glacier, which we are hoping will be in the sunshine tomorrow. If not, south we go. That's right. We are staying in a hostel tonight and just enjoyed a fantastic spaghetti dinner and are going to be going to explore some things tomorrow. So we're very excited about that and we miss you all. Cheers. <laughs>